Hello and welcome to another show from the Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed. Just recently, uh, we've got another interview coming up for you guys to listen to. Want uh, hope you will enjoy and have some wonderful fun listening to it. Uh, I certainly had some great fun interviewing the guy, to say the least. So I'd like to say we had a fantastic, a good chat, a good conversation. Uh, so you coming up in this this podcast show. You will have the guy called from the Jerome experience, as in his name is called. His name is Jerome, and you will yeah, listen to. You will to hear what he, the Jerome experience, is all about, and his previous stuff that he did before he did the Jerome experience. So yes, you will enjoy that. I thought I totally enjoyed the interview. Like he was really really easy guy to chat to, really easy guy to interview. And I hope you'll enjoy what he has to say. So what's been happening, peeps? I want to say we want to say a big thank you to all our listeners around the world. Uh, our listeners from uh, New Zealand, Australia, India, China, Ecuador, Brazil, Austria, 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 I've said Austria, Austria, Denmark, Germany, Spain, uh, France, um several parts of America to all your American peeps out there thank you for listening especially in California California has been giving us the most plays on the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show all the way from Bonnie Scotland so I, I should say as the Americans say you're from Scotland wow we yeah man it's amazing you're from Scotland yeah do you know my uncle uh, uncle McDonald or my auntie Annie McDonald and I go you know there's quite a lot of McDonald's yeah it's a big uh, what's your Annie McDonald you mean the one that's got the golden arches and sells burgers <laughs> no I don't but if I have to say I've had a meeting with one of the cheeseburgers I have I've been there I just go for the kids meal but I don't like the toy I think I'm a bit old for the toy. <laughs> anyway, uh, so <laughs> yeah, so all, the, all these wonderful American listeners out there, thank you for listening to us, and I hope that we bring some enlightenment to your life over in across the big pond. From our wee tiny UK. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> just lately, what what's been happening? I've been I've been inter- meeting some really interesting people to over the last few we- weeks, and especially with regarding doing a podcast, it's been. I've recently interviewed somebody who struggles with gambling and a bit of, uh, with depression, which is uh, it was a bit of a true story, and it was, it was interesting to talk about and how he deals with that, and also been in. Um, Met a, a, a local Edinburgh band, which I've, we've just rec- we've recorded an interview with them, and that'll be uploaded uh, to the airwaves of the podcast world uh, in in a few days' time. Um, but yeah, so it's been really it's been interesting, and I met met a friend, a person I know through a do salsa dancing, which I hadn't uh, done in a while. Uh, met some. Uh, a friend called Ferial, and won't go into too much detail. She is setting up a thing like a community type thing. So, 
I'm going to say it's called a night, a night's life. So just that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to. Um, she's obviously in a big process of sorting things out and fine tuning what she's doing with this. Um, and um, and maybe uh, once she's fine tuned her project what she's doing and when she's ready to give it the let's say sit down with the, the Ramsey on the podcast and tell the world all about what she's doing so um, as I'm going to say nothing about that nothing more about that because um, I don't want to spoil the suspense because you know, being a, I'm also in suspense once it's the finished product uh, comes to light and she talks about yeah anyway she does that she talks <laughs> uh, so there's that we've also got another up and coming in our shows we have a couple of models actually I need to one I need to arrange probably this weekend uh, an actress model uh, who is from Glasgow but lives in uh, Hollywood also Another uh, model who is you don't have a model who you actually have to be um, young to be a model. You can be a model in your forties, almost coming up to fifty, and we're going to talk about what it's like to be a model of that age, uh, etc. So there's a few prospects of coming up in the future shows, um, but yes, we will hope that you will have fun listening to them and uh, you will share. You're, um, I don't know, you'll share the, share us around your friends to listen to. Maybe when you're doing, great, tell you something, listening to podcasts, if you're doing the ironing, if you iron, maybe you don't like to iron, but maybe, I mean, obviously I have to iron because I iron clients' bedding for part of the job, the other job I do. Uh, so I think I find it extremely, doing a bit of ironing and listening to a bit of podcasting in the background it's great fun it's nice to have something different and you could pretend we're actually sitting next to you talking to you entertaining you but then again I could perish the thought um, so anyway much I'm going to stop rambling on and I'm going to simply introduce the Jerome X experience please enjoy this interview thank you you're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the People's Podcast. We are here to rock the podcast world. Hello and welcome to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed. Uh, we are here to interview the Jerome Experience. Uh, if you're wondering what the Jerome Experience is, you're about to find out. Um, this guy contacted us via our advert that we were looking to interview people from all sorts of genres, from music to elsewhere, and he found us in Gumtree and he dropped us an email and he is a guy who performed on Britain's Got Talent in 2014. And if you recall, he's the gentleman who played the drums in in a a rotating wheel. So that, uh, but we're going to find out a bit more about his background and how how he got into music and the the style of music that he he used to play 
and what made him reinvent himself uh, with the Girona experience and what his plans are to going forward. We're also going to find out his uh, previous experience in performing at the Edinburgh Festival and the Edinburgh Festival that's coming up this year in 2015. So uh, we're going to start our interview. So I want to welcome Jerome. Thank you for uh, joining us on the show. Thank you very much, Fredo. Thank no, you for having me too. No, it's a, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to um, interview somebody with uh, who's been on national television in the UK. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm very happy with uh, my musical musical life uh, since I arrived in 1996. So uh, it's, it's been a long um, a long experience. But yeah, I enjoyed. Uh, uh, I enjoyed, and I enjoy every moment of it. So, um, so yeah, it's good. So, so let's start off. Um, give us your background of obviously where you're from. Your how you what made you decide to go down the road of music as a career, and without like your general job blogs of saying go and do a plumber or go and do a trade or become. Mm. Something different other than music. When your parents, when you, when your parents ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up, and you say, oh, fireman or something. You said, I want to be a music person plays music. So <laughs> tell us about your background and how you grew up. Well, you probably notice uh, with my accent, I am French, and uh, I had a chance to grow up with uh, my grandparents, and uh, I had uh, uh, one of my uncle who was very much into uh, uh, into uh, rock and roll, and I remember the first time when. Uh, uh, when he put a, a, a vinyl on his turntable, it was a, a status quo. And f- of course, for me as a young boy, um, you, you picked up everything which is slightly different in your uh, in your uh, daily life. And and I really enjoy the beats, um, the drums as well. And this basically is where uh, everything started. And um, and um, so my my uncle listened. Some other type of music as well, and a bit of a bit of both everywhere, and I think I uh, from that day I have had uh, probably a, a rock and roll or hard work uh, um, di- um, direction in my mind. So, okay. uh, so what, what's your kind of favorite? Um What's your favorite kind of bands, or what kind of obviously you like your rock and roll? What kind of what, what's the kind of band you well, like to start? Well, I think it, it, you you grew up, uh, you mature every year. Uh, uh, what you like when you are a teenage boy can can be exactly the same when you are a grown up man, and uh, so I think I I. Um, I as I said, I, I loved the status quo, and, and then I, I jumped to a, a band called the Ramones, um, and um, started to to listen some uh, uh, um, hard rock band, the lack of um, Metallica, Gun N' Roses, all these sort of uh, mid '80s band, and I really enjoyed, and I right from when I started to listen uh, the lack of Metallica, Judas Priest or uh, all these sort of uh, mega uh, USA band is where I decided I say well my life will be in a music business and um, so yeah I started uh, playing drums um, um, on my own a lot of time on my own because I wanted to uh, to play certain style of music and um, when uh, when I took some uh, uh, some courses with a, a professional drummer, I, w- I wasn't very pleased with the direction um, I was doing with him, so I stopped with him and I practiced myself. And uh, so I'm uh, very happy to say that I'm a self-taught drummer now, which is uh, which is very very good for me and for for exactly what I wanted to do. 
Okay, that's fantastic. So going on from your background and obviously starting in the drums, um, and then your what was the st- obviously when did you start to sort of maybe did you join a band? Did you? What, um, what well, you, going forward from when I moved back from uh, from growing up with my grandparents, I moved back to uh, to to Paris, uh, and uh, it's where uh, uh, everything started. I knew exactly uh, I will be creating my own band and uh, play some sort of um, music uh, as a, as a musician and as a drummer. So I played. Uh, in a two, two or three very uh, local band before I created my old band called uh, Morphil 8, which is all about uh, uh, a death metal band. <laughs> and um, so why would you come up with the name Morphil 8? Um, there is no because I think sometimes, sometimes I don't really like uh, when. Um, when people who's got a name which means something, I wanted a name which is which sound very good in terms of uh, heavy metal, diff metal so scene. What made you think of the name? You just reading, reading the paper? Well, basically, I remember this band. The reason I picked up this name is I think I was looking into uh, uh, um, uh, an hospital uh, uh, expression or names, okay. and I saw something about Morphe something, and said, that it would be perfect. I'm going to get rid of uh, the, the first, uh, the second part and keep uh, uh, Morphe. And I, I I'm going to add it on eight. Okay. So, more so eight. yeah, more feel eight. So we've had a chance to uh, practice a lot, uh, gigging a lot in France uh, with this uh, band, and we've had a chance to be signed uh, by uh, um, um, a Dutch uh, record label to have one of our songs on international compilations. So that it was a summum of um, of my band at that time. So while you're sort of building your sort of music career up, were you doing just were you doing general work just to keep yourself ticking over like a living in, for example, or were you just did you go straight into it kind of thing? No, I went straight away because for me, when I've got something in my mind, I am a Taurus. Taurus, when they've got something in mind, they go straight away. Okay. There is no uh, no wasting time, or I think it's a bit of my life, I, I, I guess, because being a Taurus, Taurus don't like to wait. They are. Uh, 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 as you know, a bull, and the bull they need to, to, to have a direction, and as soon as they've got their direction set up, they go for it anyway. So okay. for me, it's uh, uh, music has always been uh, in my mind from a very young age, and I carry on. Okay, fantastic. So, so basically, since you set up the band, what was your, how did the band, you got signed, and talk about the band, let's tell us, Tell the people about well, the again, band and um, tell us about the music. And, the, the music scene in France uh, back in the uh, uh, mid 90s. Um, uh, there was certainly a lot of musicians who wanted to be uh, uh, on a touring market and you know touring, making uh, albums, etc. But between Sait and doing it, there was a big difference for the other member I was playing with, mm-hmm. and we, uh, I, I straight away um, um, observed that the only person who was very much dedicated into the music business was only me. And uh, the rest, uh, uh, the rest uh, didn't want to carry on in a, uh, uh, in a music and making records, uh, going on tour. Because we, 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 uh, we did a very high profile uh, gig in France, in Paris, uh, back in 1993, where we played on the special guest of two Germans band, which at that time were touring a lot, having three or four CDs uh, under their belt. And uh, their manager came to see me because at that time I was the manager of my band because I put this band together. 
and we've had an opportunity, a golden opportunity to go with them in Germany and touring. And uh, unfortunately, my other, uh, the other members didn't want to go because they said, oh, yeah, but, you know, I've got my family. I've got, uh, you know, all these uh, usual things when you are in a, in a band. So it's, it's where I just realized that uh, the three other members I was playing with uh, were not um, uh, good enough to carry on the music. Uh, the music. Cool. So you just basically afterwards you decided to... Decided to pack up everything. Uh, uh, leave my uh, leave my girlfriend, my family, my job, my flat, everywhere, everything, and to come to England, and uh, come to England because I had an opportunity uh, via uh, one family member who knew uh, an English couple who was based uh, in Nottingham, and uh, they were um, they were on the on the music scene as well with uh, uh, the big uh, Monsters of Rock festival, which at that time was uh, held. Uh, in uh, in Derbyshire, and um, when they knew I was in the music business anyway, they knew my single out uh, with Morfield Head, and they said, you know, Jerome, if you if you wanted to uh, to come to England and carry on your music, uh, you are more than welcome to come and to to uh, to stay with us and just to carry on your music, and it's where I decided to pack up everything and. And I arrived in this country on the 4th of September 1996. Oh, wow. yeah, 20 years next year. Woohoo! Yeah, so, since you when, you, when you, when you, when you eventually arrived in England, and yeah. going, so you obviously met this family, you stayed with them, you continued with your music. How, yeah. how far did you get with your music? Obviously, you wanted to revamp yourself. Yeah. Uh, this is obviously before. Well, I've had in mind, uh, I've had in mind um, some, uh, some what, two or three ideas. Uh, first, I am a songwriter, so uh, I wrote a lot of songs. And um, I wasn't sure at that time, back in 1996, if I wanted to recreate my band with an English musician or to go solo. I, I give it a try just to find out that probably at that time, uh, it probably been more easy now, but back in the 1996, when I arrived in, uh, in Nottinghamshire, it was very tricky to find uh, some, uh, some, some musician where I could eventually uh, uh, carry on uh, the, the, the band. So, so with your, obviously you say you're a songwriter, did you, yeah. did you write personally just for yourself or did you any of your songs get played by anybody else, for example? No, 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 no. Every song I play will be for my, is for me. For it's for my uh, my band, for my music, for what I do now. So, so the, the songs that you're writing, was it, did you obviously stick to the same style of music, obviously like heavy rock, or did you adapt it slightly, or how did you... Your, uh, well, basically... Um, as I said, I, I probably wrote around 20 songs back in 1996. At that time, they were all in French, and it's only when, uh, over the year, uh, being in this country, I could uh, uh, have my uh, my English better and better. And in 2008, I could translate the two songs in, in English, and one of them is one of my singles, which is out on uh, uh, Reverb Nation uh, uh, last uh, December. Okay. 2014, yeah. So what, a lot of your songs that you're writing, did they, were they, some people when you're writing a song, they've got, okay, for example, modern day, okay, you see Sam Smith, for example. Yeah. 
okay, he broke up from his partner, a guy broke his yeah. heart, and he's now one of the four gongs, basically. Yeah. So do you, did your reason about writing songs, have they got a specific meaning? Are they about anybody? No, I think... Um, just uh, you know, when you, are, uh, when you are a musician and a songwriter, there is so many uh, subjects uh, around you. You just need to open your eyes and to listen... And, you know, there's, for me, I don't have any uh, um, favorite subject about creating a songs. And, for example, the song which was out uh, last November is a song called Concern. It's about the violence, uh, regarding uh, uh, the violence into uh, underdeveloped world uh, uh, on, on children. And uh, so uh, um, I, really, I really like this song because it's a very uh, poignant uh, uh, songs and uh, and the music is even better as well. So I really uh, I really liked it. Yeah, and the, the second song which I, which was out uh, in in January uh, is a song about uh, relationship. So you see you see different two different uh, uh, area which I don't know very much. But again, your creativity does the job. Okay. Uh, I'm quite interested to ask you, obviously you're talking about the, the, the song that you wrote regarding violence against ch uh, children. Yeah. I mean, obviously, what's your kind of experience, have you, had, have you seen experience with that at all? No, or no, just, no, no, it's just, just, uh, just watching, uh, watching the news around, uh, around, uh, uh, around the clock, you know. Uh, we, we are living in a world where, where we, we are a bit of, um, um, how I would say... Uh, uh, we know there is 100,000 children dying every single day right. uh, and a lot of people do a lot to avoid this sort of uh, genocide on children. Doesn't matter, uh, there is a lot of reasons, but I think every government should do more to protect the children because the children are the future generation. Yes, exactly. Very true. Very so, true. So, so, yeah. so you've written to yourself, obviously, written to so now. I'm just uh, obviously want to elaborate as much as possible yeah. on what sort of you know, when we get to Britain's Got Talent and kind yeah. of thing, talk about it so people know about your music. So people ever want can people search um, um, more more fuel eight on YouTube or anything? Can you listen to your tracks? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Well, I've got uh, I've got my website. I've got two websites. Uh, the website is called uk. And for the people who would, who would like to listen to uh, my band called Morphilet, there is a section on my, uh, on my website. So you can see uh, the brief uh, history about the band and you can listen to the tracks as well. Okay. And, um, and yeah, yeah, on, uh, on YouTube as well. There's a few things as well on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So if you like your bit of heavy rock guys, uh, go to YouTube and type in Morphio 8 or go to the Journey Experience uk and have a listen through his websites. Uh, so let's talk about let's, um So after you sort of ad adapt, developed yourself within the UK, you've kind of you've got written your songs. When did you say right? What got you when you started that, that process of saying right? I need to reinvent myself now. I reinvent myself. Mm -hmm. When did, did what stage did you get to? When did your, I think, own, um, did your own experience decided to kick into your head? Yeah. the seed was planted to say, I'll, "I want to do that." Mm. But I don't. How did that all sort of come about? Did you obviously it didn't just ha doesn't just happen, but sometimes it does. Mm. But you, 
What I think the uh, process leading up to that I, part? I don't think I reinvent myself. I think it's just a, a continuity on my musical, uh, on my musical uh, career to try to do, uh, uh, to have an open mind and an open ears about what's happened around. And uh, when you are always on the look to do something very different, very original, not for yourself, not for yourself, for for the people who wanted to see something, you know, uh, they, they want to see something, something, someone who is a bit uh, out of the mainstream, and are probably the person who fits this category. So it's the reason why I've always wanted, uh, uh, with the Jerome Experience project, because it's, I'm sure we're going to talk about this anyway, uh, the Ring project, where uh, was uh, um, uh, actually this project was in my mind back in 1996, um, uh, where I made uh, some models about my vision at 10 or 15 years until now, and I'm glad that this project never went away because it's always been in my mind and now it's all been up and running so I'm very happy with this uh, 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 ring project where as many people know by now uh, I am uh, playing drums uh, rotating 360. Fantastic, that's good. So let's talk about the drone experience, let's talk about the whole, uh, You obviously you started playing drums going around in a circle basically, yeah. so talk about the setup and the process that you went to create your, the wheel and Talk about everything up until you suddenly you start you were doing it and well as I said I've always wanted to uh, to be a bit different anyway because people wanted to see something which is uh, original and uh, so um, around two thousand and eight I had the chance to have uh, um, someone who um, I spoke to about this project and he said, yeah, well, as I, I know you, you are always crazy about doing things. I said, yeah, let's, uh, let's start. So um, uh, this person is uh, Mr. Andy Sweetland, uh, which is a person who do a lot of, uh, uh, it's a very uh, um, 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 connected people with internet and doing a lot. Of, so he did all the sketches on, on the three dimension to yeah. make sure like everything was uh, we are we were heading in the right di direction, and uh, just to make sure we we it, it will be, um, um, I mean, created in the correct way, and then we went to, to see a welder called Mr. Frank Cook to do everything for us, and uh, so um, and from 2008 until uh, 2012, 2013, at the end of 2013, the, the the ring was up and running. Okay. And uh, so uh, it was. Uh, it was a good uh, feeling for the first time uh, to do the rehearsal playing uh, um, 360. So did you obviously get when you're you know, obviously playing the drums and you're suddenly getting to the stage you're upside down. Yeah, yeah. And the blush, the blood's rushing to your head. You're thinking, right, okay, mm -hmm. this is going to be interesting. No, well, <laughs> well, a lot of people ask me this, but you know, you don't. Uh, well, now I know very well the ring anyway, and I know yeah. uh, I can play all the songs 360, it's fine. I can play the song ups and down, I can play the song at 9 o'clock, at 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 12 o'clock, whenever I want. That is it's, it's good, but as I said, I don't stay uh, too long anyway, because we uh, yeah. the, the way the ring is uh, is working is, it's a self... Uh, um, um, it's a self... Uh, there is an electric motor, right. and uh, basically the person behind the scene press stop, start, and we can uh, control the speed of the ring. Right. Because one thing is, it's not to do something which is very uh, different, but if you can't keep the rhythm 
and the tempo of the, the songs when yeah. you play around, what is the point? It's pointless. Yeah. So with with Andy Sweetland, we 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 decided that uh, to 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 have a certain speed, which allow me to uh, to be uh, on the song all the time, basically. Brilliant. That's good. That's good. So well, what? So tell us, leading up to, you've just obviously, you've set up this wheel, you've got yourself, you've got it in running, you've got it in progress. Did you get a couple of gigs before? Did you try and sample it somewhere? Or? Um, yes, I remember uh, I've had an opportunity to, uh, uh, because obviously of the size of the, the project, it couldn't be fit in, uh, in, uh, in some, some of the concert room. I had a chance to play in London for, uh, for uh, six months. Um, but unfortunately, uh, it was in the middle of uh, um, uh, um, a period which the venue uh, was about to be changed, and I think it wasn't the right time to be over there. Probably now it probably be the time, but as you know, I moved on now, and uh, and uh, so I wanted to have the the ring uh, to be shown on television, and uh, I said to myself, I said, hmm, hey, why not? To have it uh, on uh, Britain's Got Talent, so I applied. Um, uh, uh, I think it was in 20, 2012, end of twenty twelve, beginning of twenty thirteen, uh, and um, I receive uh, receive a good response, and um, and uh, so they they asked me to come in London to do uh, uh, two auditions for Britain's Got Talent, and I must say I successfully passed the two auditions. So we'll talk about the, let's talk about the process. Uh, so basically you applied, they got you into your first audition. Yeah. Uh, talk about the process of going, let's give as much detail. So obviously what people just see on the telly, mm. tell us the process of what you actually have to go through to finally actually get onto the stage in front of the judges. Well, basically the, the, the format of Britain's Got Talent is a very, very simple. Uh, you provide them uh, uh, with uh, a footage of what you do, <coughs> is a like, they contact you, and it's what's happened with me. I give them a, uh, a link on uh, my uh, YouTube channel, have a look. Uh, ten days after, I was uh, on the phone with them, and they asked me to go uh, in, uh, in, uh, at uh, the, the auditions in, uh, in London at the Emirates Stadium. And um, so, um, among with some others, I just, uh, I didn't, take the ring with me at the Emirates Stadium, I had only two DVDs of my performance and I was standing in front of two, uh, uh, two judges from the production team and they really liked it and they put me through, through to the next round which was an hour after in the same building at the Emirates Stadium but in a different room. And then the second audition was held uh, at, um, uh, in front of uh, the show producer and basically, they said to me, said, they, did, well, they didn't say anything. They said, if we are interested, we will contact you before uh, Christmas uh, 2013. And in fact, uh, a week before Christmas, I received a phone call saying, congratulations, uh, Jerome, uh, you will be performing uh, your, uh, your show in front of uh, the four judges for Britain's Got Talent. Okay. And uh, so, uh, so I was very pleased because I had... Uh, my uh, my objective, um, well, what I wanted basically to perform in front of the judges. So what, what obviously leading up to that experience, well, I'm guessing once once you leading up to that night when you're performing, 
in front of the judges, uh, what was the general process? Uh, obviously, you've got to get appeals. Well, I must that. admit, uh, they are very, very, very well organised. It's a very, uh, uh, very simple format, I would say. But everybody knows their job in a production team, especially in a in a, in a background, and um, and uh, so uh, so yeah, basically. Uh, uh, I was over there at uh, 11 o'clock in the morning of the audition and my audition was uh, scheduled for uh, 8 o'clock at night. So during uh, the few hours between, basically it's an interview with the production team, interview for <coughs> some um, for ITV, ITV2 and um, photos. Um, basically that's all and waiting time, waiting time until uh, your audition comes basically. So who sets up your who was setting up your appeal? Obviously, is it you guys that you do it, or is it uh, other people that set up the appeal for the stage? Or well, I, I've, as I said, it's, as the fact is very well organised. I've had the chance to uh, uh, to speak with uh, Anne and Deck before uh, and live on TV as well. And I did my audition. Uh, I did a very good song. So anyway, everything was uh, perfect. And as I said, uh, fortunately, the judges didn't like it anyway. And but as I said, for me, it's, it's, it wasn't necessarily a, a problem because all I wanted right from the start, and my mind was set up for this, was the exposure. So uh, for me, uh, it doesn't matter if I was uh, winning or not. For me, I had my uh, my uh, two or three minutes on British Got Talent. I had the exposure I wanted for this project I created uh, four years before and which was on my mind uh, back in 1996. So for me, it was all, uh, I, am, I was a winner, that's all. So basically, when, obviously, the judges, as you're, you said, the judges, you did, really just get, didn't get past the first round because of, but with it, what hap- once they say no, what generally happens, you just pack up and go home. And that's exactly, it. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It. So very simple, uh, simple format. <laughs> uh, because they, they record your audition, live audition, yeah. and... Uh, when the show is about to go live on ITV, which was around a month and a half after, there was a lot of editing anyway to, to, for the format of the program live on TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, so, yeah, it, as I said, it was a good experience and, and I, really, I really enjoyed every moment. And, uh, but I must admit, uh, um, they, they are very pushy in a way that they want... Uh, when they don't like the choice of the songs, they will do everything they can to try to, uh, uh, to change your mind about to, to sing or to play something different. It's happened with me and it's happened with many people anyway. So, so during the course of your sort of experience with Britain's Got Talent, did you create any good contacts of people who are performing or people who might have gone a bit further than you and you've kept in contact to this day? I've had a, yeah, I've had a rise of uh, people who was uh, following me on, a, on, on Facebook and uh, I, I've had a lot of comments uh, on, uh, on Facebook as well. My Twitter pages as well has been a bit uh, very busy and, uh, um, and I've had a nice piece of article on the, on the Sun newspaper uh, three days after uh, the audition live on TV, and it was a, a, a very positive one from uh, from uh, uh, the entertainment uh, journalist uh, from the Sun newspaper. So for me, uh, um, um, for me, I was a winner. I would say. Basically, you, you you achieved the goal you wanted to simply get a lot of public uh, publicity for 
your new project simply and get it out there, which you achieved that. And yeah, that's what you. That's wanted. correct. Yeah, it's what I had in my mind. I must admit, at the beginning, I didn't want to perform on Britain's Got Talent, but uh, I've had a, a, a long and a reflection about this. As you know, this program is about to to show off your skills and. As I said all the time, what the people do, the people wanted to see a pair of boobs or uh, rude <laughs> messages or whenever, or they prefer to see something which is different okay. with a German experience, you know. So, uh, so because as you know, the program is all about this anyway. So, hey, very, very true, very, very true. So, um, so tell us now after so after your experience in Britain's Hotel, yeah, after that day, uh, going f and after your. Bit of piece in the Sun newspaper. Yeah. Uh, going, f it's only been talking about. It was only about a year ago, anyway. So it's only mm. roughly. It was when's the auditions? They read. They read about March or it, go, it goes out. The program goes on telly between about. Is it May June? It usually happens because they're doing audi they're doing auditions now for this year's Britain's Got Talent. The first uh, live show goes live on the uh, beginning of April next next month. So is that so so basically it's been about a year ago you were actually Yeah, yeah, a year, yeah. So in the space of that year since you got the no, what uh, what have you been doing? What have you been doing to get the journey experience out there? What's your sort of what have you been as you've talked about albums, yeah. uh, music and tunes and what is your been so what have you been doing to sell your Well, I've been working, uh, well, practicing, because I love practicing anyway. So uh, uh, practicing is uh, very, very important. Uh, uh, practicing brings creation, and creation brings songs, and etc., etc. So I've been practicing a lot, spend a lot of time in my, uh, in my barn, uh, practicing music, practicing the set list. And um, so um, and, uh, now I feel very confident, I feel confident about creating more songs anyway. So because my objective is to play, to try to play some festival uh, this summer, and my the big one I want to play is the Glastonbury Festival. Okay. And uh, so um, Glastonbury is around June time, and then um, the Fringe Festival in Scotland in Edinburgh. So, so. talk about this. Talk about the festival. You've uh, previously been to the festival before, haven't you? I've been I've been to some very big festival as. Uh, member of the audience, not with a Jerome experience. Right. Well, yeah, I've been before the before the ring was created. I was playing live in front of a live audience, and I've been playing a lot of uh, rally motorbike festival. And I think I played in front of uh, sixteen hundred people at some point, which is which was a very good. Just only for myself, so it's good. Good. Yeah. So what's what do you aim to this year? What do you aim to achieve at Edinburgh Festival twenty fifteen? Um, to have a, a, a bigger um, a media window uh, by performing at this year's Fringe Festival, uh, because having the ring for one-off program like Britain's Got Talent, it, it does, it's okay, but the Fringe Festival gives you an opportunity to perform on a long, uh, on a very long, for a very long haul. And my objective is to perform two weeks, one or two shows per day for two-week festival. Because as a result, you will get a lot of media who will see an interest. Say, oh, yeah, come, oh, have a look at these guys. He played drums, rotating 360. My God, yeah, it should be good. That's cool. So, so obviously, the Edinburgh Festival is very famous for kicking start people or kicking start people's careers within the industry of uh, whether of acting, music, or whatever. Uh, it's a good it's a good stepping stone. 
So you're hopefully, obviously, I'm guessing you're aiming. This is a next your next stepping stone to get this drone experience going forward. Uh, how if on a worst case scenario, for example, yeah, if this doesn't kind of work for you, what mm-hmm. else would you do? Would you change it? Because obviously your plan is to get it's a difference. If it, you think well, if you exhausted it and things and people, it's not really catching. Mm-hmm. What do you think you do to revamp yourself again to try and do something different again? Well, I, th- I think um, when when you are a musician, uh, there is no time limit anyway. Uh, you can carry on do what uh, what you wanted to do, and having in mind that you have to to try to do something different all the time, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, so for me. I will carry on playing. I will carry on playing drums, rotating 360. I will carry on creating songs. And uh, I will hopefully uh, one day, maybe a record label will uh, see my uh, creativity in terms of, uh, of uh, as a songwriter and offer me a contract to, to for one or two albums. That's cool. So uh, see if I can do it with the ring, I will be more than happy to do it with the ring. And if it's a, a different setup, well, we will sit down and have a chat about it. So at the moment, you're technically an unsigned artist at the moment. Are you signed by anybody at the moment? Or nobody? have you got any management company helping you out? Or is it just you? No, no, no. As I said, my, my, uh, my, my two singles are out on Reverb Nation website and uh, on my Facebook pages, on my Twitter account, on, uh, on, not on my website just yet. So, you know, I go with the flow. I don't push anything. I don't, uh, uh, you know, it will come. It will come. I don't know when, but it will come. Okay. It will come. I'm a very, uh, very confident person. And for me, the time is not a limit. Okay. So, well, obviously... When you're technically when you're a musician, you're always you're self-employed, technically. Uh, like everybody does, runs a business. Mm-hmm. So, how you, if obviously just to make this product, obviously when you, people look at it, yeah, it's just going playing drums in a wheel. But obviously, it's unique to you. Mm-hmm. So how you what's your unique status to really sell it to the people out there? And to actually get them to say, this is good, this is, without just watching, okay, you're playing the drums going in a wheel, mm-hmm. how, did, how you, I'm just saying, how you, would you sell it, to, how, how's your selling, what's your, what's your niche, what do you think, unique, what's so unique about it, that's what until, exactly. until now, the Jerome explained, when I was playing uh, uh, at Britain's Got Talent, for example, audition, it's all, all about playing, uh, uh, playing drums, uh, uh, um, for, with original, original from original band, minus drums. So now I just realized that it's time to have my own single, my own song with my own lyrics, my own music. So now the people who's going to, from now on, when the people are going to see the Jerome experience playing live into the ring, spinning 360, they're going to hear my creativity in terms of my songwriting skills okay. and put into music. And uh, so... Um, there's probably some adjustment or maybe some changes to be made mm-hmm. to make it even more better because if you've got a, a recording contract or a promoter is interested into what you do uh, spinning 360 but if he come along and saying we keep this but we need to do this uh, with you what would you, what would, what would you say? I say well I am open as far as I can see there is uh, an interest from the, from the audience Okay, fantastic. 
So what is it? Uh, I think we've, we've probably covered everything about the jury experience so mm-hmm. far. Like yeah. it's good from Thank how you. you how you started, obviously within music, and how you uh, what how your plans are set for going forward. Uh, just, is there anything else you'd like to add to the listeners out there uh, about maybe we might have missed or something we haven't actually covered? Uh, anything you want to tell them in your? <laughs> no, I think we we cover all the aspect of. Uh, of uh, the interview uh, with you, Fraser, and I uh, really appreciated uh, mm-hmm. your time, uh, your time with me. And uh, it's always nice to uh, uh, to talk about uh, about something which is uh, close to your heart, and uh, especially a project like like uh, the Jerome Experience is not something which is. Uh, uh, very uh, common anyway. It's very original, and when you do something original, it t- it takes always the time to to have it. Uh, in the front pages of the newspaper, of uh, but so far when I look back with my uh, uh, musical uh, CV uh, since the first day I arrived uh, uh, in the UK on the fourth of September 1996, I'm I'm very proud of myself, and uh, but I want more and I will have more, that's for sure. Oh, if there's anybody out there listening to this and you maybe you're from the UK and may, or you're a local band or you would like to maybe team up with Jerome uh, in the Jerome experience and maybe him playing your music on the drums and a wheel uh, going around and while you're singing please contact him through the Jerome experience dot, uh, dot uk, uh, or you can contact Hattrick and Ramsey on the it's actually Hattrick and Ramsey at gmail.com and we can happily pass his details uh, on to you and you can contact him to have a, a, a Jerome experience yourself with your own band and music so, uh, but I want to say thank you for the opportunity to interview Jerome and thank you for um, contacting us. Uh, it's been interesting talking about his music and how he got, how he started and how he plans to go forward. And yeah, I wish him, we wish him all the best and we wish him all the best for the Edinburgh Festival in 2015. And it, be, we'd be love to interview him again when he's actually performing and give us his general feedback on the festival and every success uh, this year as well in going forward so I want to say thank you for the time Jerome, thank you. Thank you very much for the thank it's you. It's been a pleasure and thank you. as well we say goodbye and thank you for listening um, till next time so stay hard, stay hungry and peace, love and hugs and goodbye, bye for now knowing that people will suffer. I woke up today knowing that people will die around us without notice. All around the world, accidents will happen, leaving people suffering even more in agony for some with broken life.
I woke up today knowing that children would be kidnapped with parents in despair for answers. Why? Today I woke up knowing that children will suffer of atrocity and torture across the world in silence. Today, knowing that percentage of human being will disappear because of their age. For them, the wheel of life has finally stopped to turn. What are the answers? Are you listening? Are you still? What are the answers? Listening? Still? Are you listening? Still? I woke up a short week knowing that my turn will come. Beautiful portrait of my life will come to an end. With life finally catch me up. I woke up today and today I woke up and the counter is finally up. the answer. 